It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast for another week with myself, Nix, and joining me, Naomi Dolan. How are you going, Naomi? I'm excellent, Nikki. How are you? Do you know what? I've got a little bit of a layer of tiredness on today, as I'm sure uh, all twin parents can relate to. I remember that. I'm, I'm lucky now. Ours do sleep through. I mean, they're eight, so... Um, you'd like to hope that they would be. Um, the tiredness does go, but it's still there. It's really interesting because I think sometimes we don't realise just how hard it can be and we sort of try and push ourselves through. But, yeah, we had a really rough night. Uh, Hunter, my son, who I spoke about in the last episode, also has a lot of sleep anxieties. And last night was just one of those nights where we just didn't have a good one. I remember that. Our kids genuinely, the twins didn't, genuinely did not both sleep through consistently really until they were five and nearly at school. It was horrible. And actually that was one of the founding reasons behind me doing um, Twinfo uh, was to find these. I didn't even know there were things like sleep consultants that could have come to my house and helped me and everything. I really, really wish I had done that earlier because I think the sleep deprivation for us caused a lot of problems just in our own mental health, in our relationship, in our relationship with our children, in everything. A hundred percent. And as you said, it it actually puts a strain on your entire family. Like I know, um, I mean, I stepped down from work at the beginning of this year, full-time work. um, And part of that was because with balancing everything that the boys needed and the additional things that we then had to look at, the sleep deprivation was literally just getting to me. I mean, I used to have nights when, um, because Hunter has had a lot of sleep issues and we've been through a lot of consultants and pediatricians and stuff like that um, but I'd be lying on the floor holding hands or um, you know trying to resettle this child till three o'clock in the morning I'd crash out at three or three thirty and my alarm would be going off at four thirty I'd be getting in the car going to work to work an eight hour day and do radio yeah that's just not it's just not feasible I was um, we never actually had problems in getting them to settle or anything like that they just woke consistently yeah. like at 18 months old they were still having three breastfeeds each overnight and yeah. things like that and it was at the, almost the exact times like if I woke and I kind of went oh you know they're going to be waking up in the next 15 minutes there's not much point going back to sleep um and things like that and I just now I mean they didn't need to have those three breastfeeds overnight um mm. and I just yeah, the, the tiredness is unbelievable. I, I physically, when they rang me to say, okay, your maternity leave's nearly up. Are you ready to come back? What what days did you want to work and everything? I was like, I can't. Mm-hmm. At this stage, yeah. I think they're probably still having five breastfeeds each yeah. overnight at about 12 months old. And yeah. I was like, no. And again, the, the difference between doing one child and then having two or more, is it's incredible. It's, pol- it, it's worlds apart when you're at that stage. Those overnights, uh, breastfeeding or in you know in our case, I had to stop feeding early. We'll come back to that on another episode. But um, we had colic, severe colic, uh. and dealing with two colicky babies. I mean, Harrison didn't grow out of that to 20 months and then Hunter went into uh, what he's still dealing with now. As you said, we've had unbroken sleep for the last three and a half years, if not more. And you don't catch up, honestly. So as I said, ours are now sleeping through. Mm. Um, but we have one bad night now and we're just wrecked. Mm. And I just think it's that, you know, you never get back that bank of sleep. It's just physically impossible. You just, I, I mean, I guess that is just parenthood in general, but um, having multiples, it's just 
the sleep deprivation is the absolute killer. I think we've got a whole anyway. topic on this. So we will mm. come back to it another stage because we love to hear other people's thoughts on this one. And we will get our, our sleep consultant on to have a chat to at some stage as well. But actually this week, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the second and what some people made of the third trimester because having multiples, we've got so many different, uh, well, huge range of times when multiples are born. So uh, yeah, we're going to get into that. In particular, I'm interested, you've touched on this in a previous episode, Naomi, something that you went through that resulted in you having to use a plastic bag to get out of the car. We're going to find out more details about that. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyainley.com. Naomi, we're going to be talking a little bit about our second trimester. We've pretty much done first in some of the health issues. Um, but we're going to launch into this because you mentioned this a couple of episodes ago and I want to know more details about this. You had something particularly, well, it sounded very nasty, happened to you in the second trimester. Yeah, so, um, well, I had I had two things. Um, so the, the painful one for me was that I got the SPD, the symphysphubus dysfunction. And so what exactly I mean, is that? I, your pelvis just kind of comes apart. It's to do with down in the, the pubic bone and it's just horrible. I'm going to be very graphic here. So parents, if there's any children listening, mm. might be time to turn off. It honestly feels like someone is shoving a knife or a dagger straight up. <sighs> The pain is horrific. So it genuinely is. How does this come about? Like, did they go into detail as to why certain people get this? Do you know why? So it's a bit like, um, oh, because the other thing I actually got was carpal tunnel. Now that reminds oh, me yeah. of this. Um, the It's to do with the, the hormones and the relax and, and everything like that. And your your pelvis. It all, I don't know. It, it basically becomes relaxed. Yeah, and, and it starts. Yeah. Oh, so it's not actually and, due to like the pressure of the babies or anything sitting in you. It, it's a hormonal thing. Yeah, and I guess because we're carrying multiples, we've got multiple amounts of that that relaxin going through us. Listen to me in my technical talk. Sorry. <laughs> um, and honestly, it was so painful. I think I mentioned before, getting out of bed, I actually, if I needed to go to the bathroom, which of course you need to do, I would get out of bed, go to the bathroom, come back and prod Dave to get him to roll over so I could lie on the other side because I physically couldn't turn from one side to the other. Wow. The, the so, pain in my oh. pelvis was phenomenal. Were you able to do anything for that pain? I mean, I know you've taught previously, which is how it came up. We were talking about fitness, that you did physio and, and I think water aerobics. Yeah, the aqua. aqua. Um, yeah, but in the terms aqua of, physio. Because one of the things people struggle with the most is is taking anything, any form of pain relief. Was there anything else that they could give you to help you? The um, uh, the pelvic girdle, it's called, um, the oh. big, big strip of elastic with Velcro that you wear under just under your bump. Um, was an absolute lifesaver. And then I had tubic grip that literally went from the bottom of my boobs, my enormous boobs. Can we go back to that episode? Anyway. (laughs) We like those boobs. We like them. (laughs) (laughs) That went from the bottom of my boobs basically down to um, the tops of my thigh. Um, They were also enormous, but we won't talk about those. Um, And over my bump. And then I had the pelvic girdle around underneath that. And honestly, if I didn't wear that, I, I I couldn't walk the next day. I lived in it. It wow. was just, I, I dread to think, you know, I, I'd have to give it up to wash. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, okay, we're not leaving the house today. I'm just going to lie on the couch all day while you wash it. And it couldn't go in the dryer. 
And I'd be like, Dave, maybe we could hang it in front of a fan. <laughs> Anything. I'll wear it wet. I don't care. I just need that relief. Um, at what gestation did you discover this was happening and how did it come about? Oh, I don't even remember, to be honest. It, it was definitely in the second trimester. Mm. And I just remember being so worried that there was something wrong with the babies because yeah. I should not be getting these pains. And having gone through a previous miscarriage when we lost the first set of twins, obviously that was really on my mind the whole time. And I just, it was a stabbing pain constantly. Oh. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm losing the babies. What's happening? Um, first mum, first time mum, you know, I hadn't been this far in a pregnancy before. Mm. And yeah, it was just, it was awful. Um, and then when I found out what it was and that really there was nothing could they could do about it and I mean they could give me some kind of tools and tips and techniques like sitting on the plastic bag in the car to swing my hips so I didn't have to open my pelvis as much. Refer to episode um, four if you don't know Naomi's full story of that. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Funny. I mean not the pain you went think, through. But <laughs> no. People used to think it was in case my waters broke. Oh well, yeah, a plastic bag's gonna catch yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh, you're sitting on that. You know, people would, sometimes very nice people would help me unload my groceries. And they'd be like, oh, that's smart. You're sitting on a plastic bag in case your water's broke. I'm like, ah, yep. Because <laughs> there'd be, you know, some nice gentleman that helped me. And I'll just be like, uh, I didn't want to refer to the nice pain. So I just was like, oh, yes, yes, great. <laughs> let's just let's just go with that. Yep. <laughs> Plus, you probably the size of like of into your third trimester if they didn't know you had multiples as well. So they're yeah. like, oh, you must be getting close. That's good. You've got a Funny, plastic bag it? on your car seat. <laughs> oh, that's Get leather great. seats, ladies. <laughs> when these... you need to upgrade your car, leather seats. And then uh, you don't need the plastic bag and then you don't get these awkward conversations and gen- nice elderly gentlemen help you unpack your car. <laughs> Um, so did that anyway. carry right the way through for you then? Did you have did yeah. you suffer from that all the way through? Yeah. And oh. disappeared the day I gave birth. You're kidding, really? No. Wow. So um Just, most obviously of my the ailments, hormonal shift. Yeah, most of my ailments disappeared um when I gave birth. The carpal tunnel disappeared. That was awful. Uh, did you get people, carpal tunnel? No, I, I didn't. I, I thought, um, I don't know why, but I thought I would get it, but I didn't. Um, but for people who aren't familiar with it, uh, tell us about the carpal tunnel. Well, I didn't actually know what it was. I just, my my wrists were aching. And I thought, mm. what's the story here? And I thought it was um, because I was obviously still working. I worked in a desk job. I did a lot of typing. Mm. And I was thinking, what what's going on? And again, it's this whole relaxing and all these hormones that are coursing through your body, um, multiple amounts, I'm assuming, because we have multiple babies. Mm. And um, again, I went through the public system and I cannot fault the physio treatment that I had. Mm. They gave me uh, wrist guards, like proper ones with a a thick strip of plastic that went from the bottom of my fingers almost to my elbow. Um, And I had to slide my hands in and, and wrap the Velcro around them. Actually, do you know what? I will share with – I have a picture of me in all of my gear. So my tubey grip, oh, my compression please, stockings. Please share my, this with us. <laughs> um, my wrist guards, my pelvic girdle, and then I'm just wearing a pair of uh, undies and bra, and it is just the funniest photo. It's disgusting. I look back at it now and I cringe, but I should share it. And this is the 
perception versus the reality of a multiple birth pregnancy. Yeah, there's anyway. no dreams. We'll have to get that phone up online. I will. I'm sure I'll, I'll look it up. I, I will find it and I'll pop it up. I'll, I'll do an Instagram thing, you know, the the perceptions and the reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I'm sure there's a lot of us who could empathise with that because I'm sure anyone who came to my house, particularly towards the uh, end of the f- second trimester into the third, I was always wearing those compression socks because my dad dad's an anaesthetist and he was he was adamant. That was the one thing. He's like, you've mm-hmm. got to wear compression socks. Com- keep wearing these compression socks. I found they were impossible to put on. So yeah, they're hard. I'd, I'd get home from work and it'd be like, okay, feet up time because I wasn't allowed to do anything else pretty much. Um, and I'd have to get Chris to come home and put these socks on. And they were battling. He'd be like pushing. I'd be pushing up against him. Like, push, push. I swear, anybody walking past our house would have thought that I'm trying to give birth to a child in their house. We're just trying to get some compression socks on. Did you have, like, the white hospital one? No, you know what? My dad managed could- to source some from overseas. I'll get I'll get a photo of these ones up because yeah, they're gold. multicolored pink and purple bright ones. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I initially started with the white ones that the hospital gave me, but I couldn't. I, they said I had to wear them to work, and I was like, mate, I can't wear that to work. So I, I forked out a ridiculous amount of money for a, um, a skin-colored bone pair oh, like, that just looked like pantyhose kind yeah. of things. Um, again, they had to be washed out because I think they were like 40 bucks for yeah, the pair or something. Expensive. I washed them out in the sink every night and I pegged them up in the bathroom so I could wear them the next day because yeah. I had to wear them every day. And I was like, I can't buy, you know, like when no. you're having multiples, the money's tight. And I was like, yep. I'm not po- purchasing another pair. No, well, I managed to get two of these that my dad bought back from an anaesthetic conference. Nice. <laughs> and they are bright purple and bright pink. And I, I, again, I've got a photo of myself looking absolutely elegant, wearing a T-shirt that didn't go over my bump because I think it was like a size 16 and it just stops. And then some shorts underneath my bump and these compression socks. Excellent. Again, okay. I'll I publish look- the photo of me <laughs> if you do, if you put up the photo of you. Done. Done deal. Okay. The reality. I, I have to go and find it though. I have to do, I, I will have to find it. It's not something that I have, you know, readily accessible because I it was me yeah, too. I, we'll, I definitely have one though. We will find them and we will share them. And look, if you do have any photos, this has just popped up uh, by accident. But if you've got any photos you want to fess up, uh, your most we're we, we not going to say embarrassing. I think honest reality. Ref- yes. I was going to say, yeah, your most honest photos of, of your pregnancy time. We'd love to see them as well. Hey, stick around because up next we'll continue talking about uh, health issues and how we got through our second trimester. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. We're talking second trimester health. And uh, look, I was pretty lucky I didn't have too many major things. Uh, We've heard a couple of things from you, but I've never thought I was going to ask you this, Naomi, but tell me about your cervix. Oh, look, (laughs) honestly... I, I never thought anyone would ask me about my cervix <laughs> no, either. It's, it's not so, a usual um, conversation, isn't it? Well, well, you lose all dignity when you go through eight rounds of IVF and then, you know, have twins. That's true. So I think there's quite a few people that have actually seen my cervix. Myself <laughs> is not one of them, which is interesting. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yes, yeah, so I just went for my routine scan. Um, I think it's meant to be that technically it's the 19. Week scan is yep. that when you yeah find so. you know that's when they can do the um do all the, and that, I, that's the one that a lot of people look forward to because that's when you can confirm what um sexes what sex and all of that that yeah. you're having um so I went for mine 
and very excited. We paid because um, we were going public, um, but we paid to go through a private place that a girlfriend had recommended to me, and they were brilliant. Honestly, they were really lovely. Um, and we went there and I was so excited to see them. We got the 3D scans and I was like, my gosh, I'm having two aliens, not one. Um, because those photos are, are, are pretty freaky. But do you know sometimes. what? I can hardly work them out, honestly. Uh, yeah. On a side note, I've got, I've actually got um, the photos, our 3D ultrasound photos framed on the on our wall in our house because I just love them. But I still can't work yeah. them out. <laughs> yeah. They just They're look funny, weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yes, anyway, during that, they discovered that my cervix was very short. It was oh, down okay. to 20 millimetres and I was wow. nine millimetres funneled. And they were like, yeah, I think you need to actually pop up to the hospital, um, but you definitely need to have this monitored. I, 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 for me, and this is probably different for other people, but because I was had been focused so long on getting pregnant, mm. I'd only read everything about getting pregnant. Mm. I actually hadn't read anything about pregnancy. I was completely naive. Now looking back at what I went through, and that was we that was at twenty weeks. Wow. Um, a, if I had given birth, there was nothing that they would have been able to do. Yeah. Because they won't even look at revival or no, any kind of intervention weeks, until yeah. twenty three weeks. I think it is. I think they um, said twenty one now, but don't quote me on that. Oh, have they? Okay. Yeah. Um. So I didn't realise how serious it was at the mm. time. So anyway, I, off I went, toddled off to the hospital as I was told to do and he was like, right, okay, you need to just go home and, and just rest. I don't want you grocery shopping. I don't want you vacuuming. I don't mm. want you doing any of these things. Um, but I didn't realise how close I was to potentially losing these babies as well, mm. which I, oh, I'm so glad. I mean, obviously I'm glad I didn't, but having been through already losing one set of twins um if I'd lost another set I think um yeah. so anyway. you weren't were you you weren't in labor so to speak or delivery no, did but, they know um, what but, was caught what the situation was did they give you any no, more information no and I didn't know a girlfriend scary. of mine who had triplets um she'd had the cervical stitch yeah. put in yeah. And um, so I asked about that because she was my go-to person she was the only person who I I knew that had multiples I mean she had triplets uh, so she was my go-to person and she'd had the stitch put in um, probably around about that time but when I asked my guy at um, the head obstetrician it was at, at my public hospital which is a large large um, city hospital in Brisbane um, he said no it had changed and that they wouldn't do that um, and so they put me on these pessaries um, which did, I think, helped. Um, now, again, every, every time you speak to the experts, it, it changes. Um, but, yeah, I used the pessaries, um, which are awful. Did you have to use those? I don't think so. What are they? No. Oh, oh yes. No, you didn't then. <laughs> if you're asking what they are, I used them a lot during IVF as well. So they're a hormone, basically. No, and, I did not um, have to do that. You insert them. Oh, Okay. Yeah, they're um, a little bit smaller than a a standard tampon, basically, and you just slide them on up. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, they're they're, they're pretty gross and disgusting. 
Wow. So, I mean, you, you had quite a bit going on at this period of time and no doubt probably at the back of your mind, particularly when you were suddenly rushed down to hospital. I mean, uh, your mindset, I know as, as somebody who, um, you know, didn't go through rounds of IVF with the twins, in the back of my mind was always that anxiety of what if I get into a scan? And I mean, I think it's just natural for any mother probably frightened at this with point, multiples. I, but at this point, I had no concerns that I was going to lose the babies. Yeah. It just didn't cross my mind. I guess it was my ignorance more so than anything. And this is also, I had my babies pre the whole Facebook and Google at my fingertips kind of. I mean, they're only eight years old, mm. but mm. there weren't all of these groups that you could ask questions in and everything. Um, I don't know if I that's good or bad though. Like I as know. you said, the, the, that innocence may have protected you emotionally. I genuinely didn't know. And I know, um, looking back at a diary that I had a look at, um, I had to go to the ex- my first expectant parent night at my multiple birth mm. um, association put on. And it was sort of a week after. And I was like, no, no, I really want to go to this. And Dave was like, oh, but he said, you need to lie down. Now I look back on it, I was probably, I mean, it was worth its weight in gold for me going because it was an absolutely brilliant session. But yeah, I mean, I shouldn't have been going out and driving in the car and doing all of this stuff. But anyway. But you but you so, were yeah. confident. So what did you do after that moment when obviously you've gone down, you've seen the doctors, you've gone home, uh, you've you've had this scare. Were you confident that the treatment and just going about and taking care was going to get you, you know, to the end for your yes, kids? Yes, because no one else had told me anything else. I love that. The positivity. So I was so naive and just I relied on what the doctor said to me. Okay, you need to do this. Okay, I did that. But so they were right. He told me. <laughs> They were they right. Were. Yeah. They were. I was very lucky. Um, and we'll go into, when we get to the third trimester, um, we'll go into, because my waters did end up breaking at 31 weeks. Mm. But, I mean, that's a huge difference from the the 20 and 21 week oh, period. my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, so, how far yeah. down the track you are when you get to the 30 mark, 31 mark. I mean, I remember at 28, 29 thinking if I can just get to 30 um, would be fantastic. And I didn't really think I wouldn't, but you do. You sort of, with, with multiples, you start thinking uh, differently. My headset was always different because um, I, I think because – when I had my very first scan, just reflecting back on it now, um, the th- they said to me, oh, yeah, you've got twins. And the guy said to me, anything that you expected about pregnancy, throw it out the window. It's just not going to be like that. And so I kind of went yeah. in with no expectations after that. I didn't know what to think. And I was probably the opposite, did too much Googling, um, as one can do. But, you know, anyway, as you said, 21 to 31, which is very different. So, well, I'm glad you got through it because it would have been very scary. But that's the difference, though, because your your boys are nearly four and a half, five years younger than mine. Mm, yeah. So that information that was at your fingertips that I didn't have, you know, four years mm, yeah. prior to that. Incredible how quickly um, things change. Mm, oh, it is. Absolutely, it is. And I think now that um, because we do have that information, we ask more questions. Mm, absolutely. Oh, we do. And we demand um, the right answers immediately. 
And sometimes, yes. particularly with health, and this is something, I'll come back to this along down the track, but this is something I'm actually going through at the moment with myself. Sometimes there's no answers because um, each individual individual goes through things in their with their body in their own way. And I think pregnancy is so indicative of that because every single person has a different pregnancy story. Um, yes. And I think, you know, with any health issue, we can research information and we can get an idea of how our body's going to respond to something or what the outcome of something's going to be if something goes wrong. But it's not black and white. Medicine's not like that. No, that's for sure. Yeah, well, we'd love definitely. to hear other people's stories from the second trimester. Absolutely. You can head to our Facebook page, Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast, and tell us about anything that happened to you in your second trimester and what took you by surprise. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyainley.com. The time of the week where we talk about our wins and our struggles, Naomi. Let's kick off with your struggle of the week. Um, so ours is actually, even though I just said earlier that they sleep well, ours has been tiredness. I think mm-hmm. um, I, my win last week was that we had found this new gym mm-hmm. um, and the kids were loving it and we're going three times a week. Uh, what They're actually really tired. It's an amazing gym. They do this Ninja Warrior course and the kids come out after 45 minutes dripping with sweat, wow. red faces, and they're just loving it and they're giving it their all because they're trying to get up that wall, whatever it's called at the end, mm. and they're, you know, they're jumping from thing to thing and it's, it, absolutely crazy but they are exhausted and we had a huge weekend with lots of birthday parties Mm. um and yeah they're just it's been a a bad week with um we don't have tantrums we haven't had tantrums for quite a few years um like probably four years but we've just had a couple of just bursting into tears randomly and it's just Mm. because they're tired and how are you navigating around that though oh look you've just We've just been trying to go to bed early and mm. um, I, I give them um, in the afternoon, we might just sit down and read books. My kids love audio books, so we'll just put on an audio book. Lexi does some colouring in, Ollie plays his Lego and we just, just try nice and have a quiet downtime. afternoon. Downtime. Yeah. So important for kids. I think they're living busier and busier lives as well and there's not enough time for them just to be kids and for their brains to unwind. I agree. Totally. My struggle this week was competition. Oh, look, it's been yeah. building for a long time, but I, I feel like at the moment it's just at this heightened place where we can't move forward from it. And it's every single little thing. Dinner becomes a competition. And Hunter, because of his processing with his global developmental delay, he really struggles to understand that not everything has to be a race. And if he doesn't mm. win, so to speak, on every aspect, it ends up in a monumental meltdown. Now, this can be from the most simple things, just as Harrison's eating is really good, so he'll finish his dinner first. And, you know, naturally, as a parent, you say, Good, awesome, great eating, Harry, and it causes a monumental meltdown with Hunter because he's just in this competitive um, stage he can't get out of at the moment. So, yeah, we're struggling a lot with that. Every little thing is a competition, going to the bath, getting into the car, and it's just resulting in so many more meltdowns than we've had before. Oh, that's difficult. That is is really difficult. It's a bit of a pain. I'm hoping that they do grow through it. And and then sometimes, you know, Harry sort of goes with it. And then other times I see him set back and sort of go, Mommy, I want to win once. And you're like, oh, that division that he feels like his brother's always winning everything. And and I'm trying to get them to understand they don't have to compete against each other all the time. But it's just so high at the moment. It is because also people say to you, oh, 
who's the smart one? Oh. Who's, the, who's, who's better at sports? Who's better at this? Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, that's not, yeah. Yeah, please don't ask those questions. Anyway, yeah. what about your win? What was your weekly win? Actually, do you know what? Now I think about it, my win actually probably relates to my struggle. And it wasn't until you just asked me that that this has kind of clicked in. So my big win is that my kids have embraced reading, which may sound something. They've always loved their books, but that's us reading to them. Um, Mm. We'll go into this in another one, but um, it appears that both of them are dyslexic. We've had a little bit of a struggle with the reading and all of that kind of stuff. And they're just both recently embraced it and I'm talking about just in the last couple of weeks oh that's fantastic um, yeah but they're wanting to read at night time oh that's great and they've got the little lamp so the tiredness which has been our struggle is actually possibly related to the fact they're reading at night time for a bit too long I'll have to I'll, I'll have to think about there you that go. tonight. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, just on the dyslexic note, Naomi, I was dyslexic myself all the way through school and probably as an adult as well. And I've gone on to do a master's in journalism. So I thought I'd oh. never wor- I never wanted to pursue creative because I was always intimidated by my mild dyslexia, but it was there. But uh, yeah, it, it, you can do. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Sometimes I still really have to get pe- people to read things twice for me though. <laughs> That's fine. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, hear, to talking more about this then, actually, because, um, that, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, well, for my weekly win, as we wrap it up for another week, uh, it's, it's a very small one, but my kids uh, have been, we've always had au pairs and they've been at home because the cost for us of, as with all multiples, of putting your kids into full-time daycare and those sorts of things are extortionate. But I have finally done the whip and got the preschool registrations done, which has been a little bit Ooh. emotional. Um uh, but yeah, we're we're setting that ball rolling. We've made it. We made a decision again to hold them back a little bit on preschool just to get Hunter's early intervention up and running. But uh, now we're well underway for our registrations uh, next year, which I, I think is a win. I have to take it as a win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Look, celebrate everything that you can to help you get through those struggles that we have. But no, that's a good one. It is. I like that yeah. one. Don't forget to leave your wins and your struggles on our Facebook page and join our conversations right throughout the week. Um, Share, like the podcast. You can also find it on Apple Podcasts. That's it for this week, Naomi. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. What are we going to talk about next week? Next week, Naomi, we are going to talk about what random things did you do when you're pregnant? We've been talking a lot about multiple pregnancies. We've been talking about struggles, health issues, but what did you get up to? What great things did you do while you were pregnant? Oh, I'm looking forward to that because I've got a couple of fun ones and I'm sure you do. I can't wait to hear them. We'll catch you next week. Talking then. Bye. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyainley.com.